Welcome to the Data Center of the Future podcast series. I'm Jeff Johnson here with Russ Riley. So, Russ, what's on tap today? Today's podcast will dive into high-performance compute clusters, or HPCC, and give an overview of what they are, how they're used, and insights into best ways to approach building them in your business. Featured speakers today are experts in the subject from Dell, including Kevin Noreen, Senior Manager for HPCC Virtualization and Linux Operating Systems, Sydney Stevens, Senior Product Manager, and Onur Celebiolo, Engineering Manager. Welcome all. We hear a lot about high-performance computing. So tell us just exactly what is it? High-performance computing clustering is taking a look at environments where there is lots of computational types of activity going on from a computing infrastructure, as opposed to an OLTP type of environment where there's lots of data that is changing and being transactional in nature. High-performance compute clustering is actually looking at the data and composing it in certain ways and solving different types of problems that you would look at the elements that are put together in building different materials or compositions that you would see in something like paint types of environments where there's a bunch of chemicals and the way you mix those chemicals together will enable it to go ahead and adhere differently to wood or would adhere differently to metal or different types of environments. Now, There's multiple different ways of looking at high-performance computing. Traditionally, people had looked at these big supercomputers for doing high-performance compute clustering. As the technologies and as needs change, there's become a much more effective way of doing high-performance compute clustering. And the way Dell looks at this is we've actually taken a building block approach, right? So instead of spending millions of dollars on these big, large vector types of systems, we wind up going ahead and taking a building block approach with industry standard components and building blocks for building a clustered type of environment for doing the problem solving that I described earlier, which is really to do just pure computational things in nature. The benefits of building on standards allows you to bring the cost down for your solution. The other thing that it allows you to do, it gives you cost-effective scaling. We've had multiple customers that have gone out there and built a high-performance compute cluster, say, in a size of eight servers, and grow it to 16 servers as their needs and their businesses change for being able to build those larger types of solutions. I think clustering is just one way of doing high-performance computing. And what clustering enables us is to build modular, scalable systems that can be grown in size and functionality over time. The types of problems high-performance computing tackle vary greatly in range and size. Some of the examples are weather simulation, doing drag analysis, doing computational fluid dynamics to simulate airplanes traveling through the air or simulate what happens when cars crash. So a lot of design and simulation that's involved in coming up with new products is done on high-performance computers. What do your customers need to consider when implementing an HPC solution? Customers, when they're implementing a high-performance computing solution, need to really look at the problems that they're trying to solve, right? So as we talked about earlier, you build this solution out of building blocks, right? Building blocks would include your compute servers, so the server's actually doing the computation. Then you also have to look at the networking compensation that you're putting together as you're building 
this high-performance compute cluster. You can build it off of Ethernet types of solutions, and that is predominantly what a lot of people are building their high-performance compute clusters off of. But then you've got some very specialized interconnects that actually provide additional performance depending upon the type of application that you have. And that can speed up your performance, you know, dramatically when you have a lot of node-to-node communication that's going on, depending upon that problem size. So the things to look at is if it's traditionally kind of considered like a batch type of environment, you're really not going to benefit from a high-performance interconnect in those types of solutions. However, if there's a lot of message passing going on between the different servers where they're having to take data that was actually created or computations that were actually created on one server and send it over to another server so that that server can finish its job and there's a lot of communications going back and forth. You need something like low latency interconnect, which is what we have with our InfiniBand types of solutions. So those would be some of the things to look at. The other things you have to look at is the storage. On the back end, you also have a lot of these types of environments that have a tremendous amount of data that you have to actually get into the cluster so that these nodes can actually do their work. In those types of environments, you potentially need a parallel or a clustered file system on the back end so that there's enough pipes pushing that information into the cluster so that it's able to do what it's supposed to do, which is to compute on that data and do much more um, problem solving for you. As Kevin explained, there are so many different building blocks that you can choose to build a high-performance computing cluster. The key is building a balanced configuration. So your memory bandwidth coming out of the server, your file I.O. throughput, your interconnect bandwidth, your computational abilities, these should all match to build a balanced configuration. And Building a modular cluster architecture is also important in that if your I.O. needs grow in the future, you can just add more I.O. nodes or storage enclosures to scale the I.O. portion of your cluster. And if your compute needs increase, you can add more compute nodes to scale the computational part of your cluster. Another important aspect in designing high-performance cluster computers is power and cooling. Power and cooling is becoming increasingly important in designing data centers, planning for deployment of high-performance cluster computers. And we do a lot of work in getting efficient power supplies, getting efficient power and cooling devices to design data centers. The other thing to think about when you're building your high-performance compute cluster is which operating system environment would you be looking at? There's a lot of folks that are building it on open source types of solutions, say a Linux type of environment with Red Hat, or you have the Microsoft Windows cluster compute server environment that people are now also building their high-performance compute clusters on. So depending upon your familiarity of what you want to do from an operating system perspective, that's also another important aspect that you have to look at when you're building your cluster. Are there any misconceptions about high-performance computing? I, I think that there are a lot of misperceptions about HPC. The first one is that actually a lot of people associate HPC as only being something that's useful for technical computing and that it's only being utilized in labs and for very secretive types of uh, capabilities or projects that they're working on. Actually, you find high-performance computing in lots of daily activities that are going on. A large potato chip manufacturer is actually utilizing high-performance compute clustering. 
How many people would think that potato chips, uh, the company that's making those, would actually need a high-performance computing type of environment? Actually, they were having problems from a conveyor belt perspective where the chips were actually falling off of the conveyor belt because of the aerodynamics of the way the chips are designed and the airflow that was going on in there. So they actually got a high-performance computing environment put in place. They looked at the airflow, similar to what Onur was talking about earlier on, looking at airflow, and redesigned the airflow that was going on in the factory that they were manufacturing the potato chips. That's one example. Right? If you go in and you look at different environments where people are, let's just say, the financial community, there's a lot of spreadsheets that are being put in place for doing net present value of bonds and bond speculation and what's happening in that type of environment. When you think about that, spreadsheets are traditionally on a personal computer that people are looking at. Well, some of these spreadsheets get so large that it'll take hours and hours just to go repopulate that spreadsheet when you change a single value. I've seen where we've deployed solutions at these uh, financial institutions where they're actually using a back-end high-performance compute cluster where when they change that value, the value is now computed on that high-performance compute cluster, and they repopulate the spreadsheet based off of that data that's happening um, on the back-end cluster thereby taking it down into the seconds as far as how long it takes for them to recompute that data. So when you start looking at these things, and everybody starts thinking that, well, HPC, it's got to be complicated. It's got to be rocket scientists that are putting this stuff together. That's not entirely true. You have a lot of folks that are putting together four server clusters, which are fairly small in nature. Dell can actually help people design and implement those types of solutions, we can actually come in and take a look at what your problems are and make recommendations on how large that cluster has to be. If you look at one of our other companies that we had, and and they can start small in nature and grow to very, very large. One of the large clusters that we have is in the oil and gas industry, and they start off with 256 nodes in their cluster, a fairly large cluster but it's now grown to be over 4,000 nodes in that cluster. So, again, that demonstrates the scalability of what you're able to bring into these places. It also represents um, the ability to use these standard building blocks. So that 4,000-node cluster was built over a four- or five-year time frame for them to be able to continue using their investments that they had put in place and the new technology as it was coming out. To add to Kevin's point, even if you look at these very large clusters of thousands nodes, 2,000 nodes, these are still based on the same standard-based building blocks that you would see in a typical data center, such as the x86 servers or fiber channel and SCSI for storage, gigabit Ethernet or InfiniBand for networking architecture. The software packages that go on top of it are also maturing to a point that people can readily go and buy Microsoft CCS or platform OCS to easily deploy and build clusters. On the engineering side, we do a lot of integration work and work with our partners to make sure all the components that comprise high-performance cluster computers are tested and well-integrated so that when the customers get them, they won't see any unforeseen issues. And also, as Kevin pointed out, we offer end-to-end services to help with data center design, deployment of the clusters, and after deployment, provide post-sales support.
So one of the things that Onur was referring to as far as the integration of all the different components. So we talked earlier about the building block approach, and it's very, very important as you build these solutions because they can appear very complex. What we've done is we've taken a lot of that complexity out by making sure, as Onur said, that all the components work together, the right revs are there, the right drivers are there. And then we've actually gone one step further and we've actually prepackaged these solutions. So if you want an eight-node cluster, you can come to Dell and say, I want an eight-node cluster, and all the right pieces are all built and put together. So, And we've actually taken it to the step that if you want an Ethernet-based cluster, that's available. If you want an InfiniBand-based cluster, all those components, the right switches are in place for you to have the right solution for your right problem size. And actually, if you look at some of the new technologies that are coming out, such as dual-core, quad-core processors, we see that Concepts used in high-performance computing, such as parallelization technique, are being used more and more in commercial applications. So we see a lot of the technologies that come about in high-performance computing arena go into the typical data center and impact the commercial technologies, commercial data centers being utilized. Do you have any examples of how companies are benefiting from HPC? I think Kevin gave a lot of really good examples of HPC more in the mainstream, and we're seeing that more and more within Dell specifically. We have customers in the medical research fields that just basically want to accelerate their data analysis, so they need large systems on the back end so that they can increase their experimentation workloads. Within oil and gas, as Kevin had mentioned, we're seeing interesting things develop. We had one company come in and basically find new gas and oil reserves that other oil and gas companies were unable to find based on a change in how they were doing their computation and searches. We're also seeing a large interest from the entertainment community in the rendering capabilities that we enable. We were able to help a couple of companies with some computer-generated imagery and bring their product to market faster than they had been able to on competitive systems. High-performance computing, for me, is basically it touches every aspect of our daily lives. The complexity is taken out. I think what you see is... At the back end of most every industry, there's high-performance computing being applied. It's just in the commercial space, that discipline is behind the scenes, and it enables an ease of use within our lives. So we don't have to think about where the oil and gas is coming from. We can just go and fill up our car, and we want the best available price. And that industry is helping find those reserves and keep that cost down in shipping and all of these things. In travel and tourism, we can go online and we can plug in where we want to go on our holiday destination, and instantaneously we're given several different airline options of best fare, of best routes, etc. And at the back end of that is all basically scientific computing being applied to commercial businesses and you know we don't have to think about those things so it's making a lot of our daily lives a lot more user friendly a lot faster so I think that some of the very important things that customers need to think about when it comes to considering a high-performance computing solution is the basic 
out-of-the-box experience. And what Dell delivers to its customers is an ease of use with tested and validated configuration. So a customer doesn't have to worry when they receive their sum of components that these components do or do not work together. Dell has basically done its diligence and taken that headache away from customers by testing these configurations in-house, making sure that all of the right pieces work together based on customer requirements. And the out-of-the-box experience for the customer on the backside is a lot more user-friendly experience on the bring-up, installation, etc. I think the other things that people need to think about when they're looking at high-performance computing or just their business in general is... How can they take different problems that they may have in their business and how do they solve it differently, right? So high-performance computing is now becoming a cost-effective method for solving problems that people never thought they could really solve before. So you start looking at your business in a different way as to how you now go deploy a solution that is much more cost-effective for solving those problems. I think those are some key messages that I've heard many of our customers talking about. They never thought that they could even look at a problem before because they never thought they had the means for solving it. Now they're solving those basic problems, and they're thinking even bigger and better of how they go and leverage this type of technology. This has been a great overview. What are the main ideas that you want our listeners to walk away with from this podcast? I think when customers are thinking about high-performance computing, they need to look at what's available. Standards are now the industry standard, so there's a lot of choice out there, which is a great thing for the industry and for the end customer. They need to look at how systems are architected to meet their workload requirements, where it's not just about performance anymore. It is actually about costs and cost of implementation. I think they should consider the storage requirements. Storage is growing, and they're going to have to think about that as well as just the compute-intensive piece of their workload. They need to look at systems that give them sort of the best out-of-box, ease-of-use implementation experience that are available to a given software package of what's available in the market or whether it's a homegrown application. They need to look for a provider that has the services that can meet their service level requirements. So those are some of the important elements at a systemic level that customers really need to think about, whether it is commercial or whether it's high-performance computing. Those are some of the important customer requirements. To go along with what Sydney was talking about, the things that you're able to do from a packaging perspective for simplifying that from a customer choice As Sydney talked about, there's many different pieces that you could put together to build these high-performance computing clusters. Well, how simple does the vendor make it for you to make that choice? So those are things to be looking at and considering. And as you're doing that, what is the commercial applicability to your business? So how does this fit into the different industries that we talked about? We've talked about financial community. We've talked about the life sciences environment. We've talked about the energy segment. We've talked about entertainment industry. All of those are examples of where high-performance computing is actually utilized, and you have the ability to use the technology from a simplicity perspective, from a cost perspective, 
the power and cooling aspects that Onor brought into the conversation before. These are all things that you should be looking at from your vendor when they're supplying you with a high-performance computing cluster. We really appreciate your time today. And you know, in the past, whenever I thought about HPCC solutions, I always thought of things like tornado simulations. But it's great to learn that these solutions have a much broader reach across industries and across real business issues. And if our listeners would like more information about HPCC solutions, please visit dell.com slash hpcc and join us again next week for another edition of data center of the future podcast series sponsored by dell